Welcome to our Friday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 110. This Psalm of David is one of what is known as Royal Psalms. It works on two levels. It does reflect the time in which it was composed when David was king, but it looks forward to Jesus Christ himself. Many scholars say that this psalm was likely sung at the time of the coronation of the king, and it is likely to have been composed after David defeated Jerusalem. You can read about this in 1 Chronicles chapter 11, verses 4 to 9. It seems to celebrate his victory and enthronement in that city, and this explains why he also inherits the royal priesthood of Melchizedek. The psalm focuses on God's sovereignty in relation to the king, his appointment of the king, his help given to the king, his oath to the king, his victory given to the king. And God is referred to with two different titles in this psalm. In verses 1, 2 and 4, you will notice that the reference to God is Lord in capital letters. So this is that personal name of God, Yahweh, Jehovah, the self-existent, eternal, unchanging God. In verse 5, the reference is to Lord, but not in capital letters. And this is the name of God, Adonai, God, the Master. So in verse 1, the king is on the throne at God's invitation according to God's will. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand. The right hand is the place of honour. And in verse 1, God guarantees the king a victorious outcome until I make your enemies your footstool. This is a powerful picture of defeat of enemies because in those days in the Middle East, Leaders would humiliate their enemies by stepping on their necks or heads. Then in verses 2 and 3, God promises help to the king so that territory will be extended and God promises soldiers will be provided. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power. Then in verse 4, God gives an oath that can't be revoked. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. And the oath is, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And this is a new idea being introduced here, that the king is also a priest from the order of Melchizedek who was king of Salem. Genesis chapter 14 gives us the background to Melchizedek. Salem, as Psalm 76 verse 2 reminds us, was an ancient name for Jerusalem. This idea establishes the king as a king of peace. Then in verses 5 to 7, God gives the king victory. The victory is all of God. 
In verse 5, the Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. The picture in this psalm of a king raised up by God doesn't just point to David, though much in this psalm can be seen in David's reign. This psalm looks forward to the coming king, Jesus Christ himself. Jesus himself quotes this psalm to show that David knew that its ultimate fulfilment was in the greater David, the greater king. And so in this psalm we are pointed to Jesus Christ, the king, the king appointed by God, the only one who truly was priest-king, as Hebrews reminds us, the truly victorious king, the king of peace. C.H. Spurgeon says, The oath of God establishes our glorious Lord both in his priesthood and in his throne. It is the Lord who has constituted him a priest for ever. He has done it by oath. That oath is without repentance. It's taking effect now, will stand throughout all ages. Hence, our security in him is placed beyond all question. Join me on Monday for Psalm 111.